You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. I don't know, Jordan. feels kind of weird to review a baseball series in late August, you know? Like, this should, this should have been something that came out in April, I feel like. Look, look, look. I get that, but we're getting towards the best period of baseball, aside from <gasps> baseball mm. itself, which is the playoffs. Mm, good and point, Jordan. Yes, exactly. That's where the most exciting shit happens, like the Cardinals winning another World Series. Listen, the Cardinals don't need another fucking World Series, okay? Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Screener Squad. Today I have Harmony and Jordan with me. Hello. Hello. And today we're reviewing A League of Their Own. No, not the one that you're thinking of. Amazon has decided to hire Abby Jacobson from uh, Broad City and also Will Graham who directed movie 43 which i remember being awful it is Let's oh not, no this is not a good start <laughs> look look he's redeemed himself now yeah. and he was also one of the founders of the onion news network okay that's fair okay. that's fair and the onion news movie is amazing i will say <laughs> Either way, we got A League of Their Own, which doesn't really play off of anything from the movie. It's this whole new thing. It's a whole new cast of characters. It's not like we recasted everybody and remade it with an eight-episode arc. Like, this is something new, and it's something, I think, uh, unique. Or, ex- or, or I should say, something that I wasn't expecting. Because I really love the first movie. And um, while it deals with... Uh, the plight of the everyday woman in 1943. It as told t- in mid 90s. Yeah, as told from uh, the mid 90s, like it, it, it barely scratches the surface of you know what could have been, and that's what this show is. Now, I absolutely adore the original movie. I really do? do. It's one of my personal favorites. I'm a big baseball fan, but. This was way better because this actually remembered, oh, yeah, uh, people of color and queer people actually existed it, then. It, 1943, Jordan, come on. Everybody knows queer people didn't exist until like the 60s at the earliest. Yeah, it was all them <laughs> damn hippies. <laughs> Yes, one talk of your marijuana and your and you're just gay, gay, gay. The great thing about the original movie, I thought, was you know the the cast of characters, right? Um, everything from Tom Hanks being the coach, and you know all, all the different women on the team all had their moment within the you know constructs of that movie. This expands that 
And with that, we get so many more characters that don't just get screen time. Like, they actually have their own little arcs. Um, and a lot of them uh, are queer or are curious or maybe bi or may... Exploring. Yeah, and uh, given that Abby Jacobson herself is queer, uh, she said that was one of her biggest mindsets going through you know, to, to do this was to be as upfront and, uh, you know, in your face about it. And I certainly do love that because we're following two paralleling stories. We have a, a Abby Jacobson as Carson Shaw, who becomes the catcher of the Rockford Peaches, while we also have Shantae Adams as Maxine Max Chapman, who wants to become a pitcher in the All-American Girls professional baseball league but she's black so yeah there's gonna be like no get out of here we we, and, we don't want that and it's a constant like tug of war narrative wise because it so carson and max are basically our two protagonists mm -hmm. they're and they're both closeted queer women as yes. well yes yes one's black one's not but they're both women and again that comes with separate challenges yes but some are probably more challenging than others, we could probably argue. Um, and, and there are times where we see Carson, you know, she's still going through her own shit, but she's still, like, playing baseball and doing her dream and doing the best she can. Max, on the other hand, has to, like, try to dress up as a man, has to get a job at a factory just so she could try to get on this baseball team. Like, she yeah. has to jump through for every one who Carson has to, Max has 10 more. Right. Uh, and not to spoil anything, but that that dynamic, and, and I kind of saw it coming, and if you know anything about the movie, you could probably guess how the whole show will go. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it was nice to see the crossover where... Carson still is rewarded for her hard efforts, but Max, I think more than anyone, got the best ending. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Max got the better ending because uh, Carson's ends with a bit of a complication. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it, it's not like she didn't deserve it either. It's just... No, yeah, com yeah. It's just no, infinitely harder for Max to... Yeah. Do yeah. anything. And the other key factor is the women opposite of them. Because there's, uh, I am so badly going to fuck up this name. Uh, Gamasola Ikumela. Oh, that played Clancy? Uh, yeah, Clancy? that played yeah. Clancy. Yes. Max's best friend. And she's great. Very much a comic book <laughs> nerd. Comic book geek, yeah. I loved her. She, she's great. Yes, agreed. Even if she's just like, you, okay, you're kind of wrong about Captain America, but okay. <laughs> and, oh, God. Uh, Rober uh, Roberta Calandres, Kelly McCormick, Priscilla yes. Delgado. Like yeah, Kate Berlant. But I was going to mention mostly. The new woman I want to ruin my life, being <laughs> Darcy Carden as Greta. Yeah. Yes. It's nice to see I, her get out of the the Janet. Uh, yes, and she mold was honestly and be something yes. totally different. Yeah, she was honestly my favorite thing 
throughout yeah. the season. I think she was like a lot of people's favorite thing, honestly. <laughs> if BuzzFeed is to, to be believed, which they may not be. What I really liked about this movie is, you know, again, and Jordan, we've reviewed a bunch of stuff together. I, as a cis white man, don't know a lot, but I try to learn. There's a moment in here. Uh, so, so Carson and Greta start to have a fling. Greta is mysterious and different and flirty, and Carson doesn't know how to handle it, but she knows she likes it. And, you know, Greta kind of makes a pass, but more of like a test, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right in the beginning. And then within five seconds, she's on a dude's arm and she's out of there, right? Right. Later on, episodes later, as Carson and Greta start to build a relationship and they start seeing each other romantically, you know, Greta tells her, like, you know, I have these rules. Like, you know, it's not just easy. Like, it would be easier for you because you're a married woman already and, you know, you might be able to, like, get away with some things. But, like, I have to, you know, do certain things like hook onto a man's arm almost immediately in a situation. Like, she has all these ins and outs. and Well, that's because Carson... I mean, I mean, I mean, Greta does have bigger aspirations beyond the baseball. The, yeah, be, beyond beyond the All American Girls League, and she, and yet she does keep getting sucked back in because of this thing she has with Carson, and also this is kind of her best friend Joe DeLuca's dream, played by Melanie Field, who mm-hmm. is also an absolute delight throughout the season. But yeah, no, I I get that, and yeah, sometimes uh, being a woman falling into the spell of another woman, it can it it would kind of feel like that at some points. Although I'm not saying I've ever been involved in an extramarital affair, obviously haven't yet. Jury's still out, maybe. <laughs> I mean, the day's still young. I mean, <laughs> I will say, I really enjoyed the show. Like, I loved it to death. I really enjoyed watching it. It was fun. Uh, the writing's really good. The the cliffhangers after every episode, like, it kept me engaged, like a good show would. Yeah, uh, the sixth episode, which kind of was my personal favorite of the whole yeah. season. Uh, Mine that too. one. Yeah, that one hit, especially because it has one of my, especially has one of my favorite connections towards like there are allusions to the original film. There, there are lines that 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 are famous that get repeated in the in the in the the series. Yes, yes, but well, but here we have Rosie O'Donnell as the owner of pretty much a gay speakeasy. Mm-hmm. Didn't even realize it was her until you guys just said it right now. Yeah, no, it was Rosie. Yeah, what? I was like, there, yeah, there yeah. she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't no, even, I didn't even realize it. And yeah, I absolutely do love this show. If there's anything I had wrong with it, fucking music. Yeah, the some fucking of the music... music direction is terrible. No, I'm sorry. You guys are wrong. You guys are wrong. No, 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 no. Sorry. no. Some of the music no. was really bo- was really playing with the anachronistic like leeways i could give i was just like okay janice joplin okay fine but some of the other ones i was just like oh there's so much music from the 40s so much Mm -hmm. that they could have could have drawn from and to be going to the 60s and 70s where they trying to like make a correlation like of you know this has happened throughout time or whatever i don't know but it 
as a music person, it bothered me. All right. Here's here's what I'll say. And you guys obviously can have your opinion, even though you're obviously wrong. No. <laughs> um, I mean, you're wrong about your favorite baseball team, but go ahead. Interesting. There's a difference between uh, diegetic and non-diegetic sound. Do you guys know what this is? Yes, I learned that in film school. I did not go to film school. Please enlighten me and the people who might be listening. It's the difference between like when we're watching a movie and we hear a song play and it's on in the background and maybe it's like a fight scene and it's just queued up and we're hearing the song over what's playing or what what the action's going on in front of the camera, but it's separate from that space. That's non-diegetic. Diegetic would be like if somebody went up to a record player, put the song on, and now it's playing in the background for the entire scene. So anytime, I mean, and it, it not of it, not all of it was non-diegetic or diegetic, but the stuff that really didn't matter, like it was just music on in the background to keep the you know action going, was all non-diegetic. And I mean, it's different. Yeah, yeah. There's a ton of forty songs they could have played from, but how many movies have we seen that have done that already? I, I no. I, how I, many again. movies have you seen that fucking play Barracuda? Like, come on. That Come is on. getting a but bit it, overplayed. I will, I will say that is overplayed. Like, I hate Barracuda. Barracuda or Janis Joplin. Or but it's it, a very, it, but it's empowering to some women, you know? like As I, I mean, a woman, I'm going to disagree at this point. I said some. <laughs> you guys hate the music. Fine. That's, we can agree to disagree. I don't completely hate it. It's just that some of the directions it went in, I was just like, kind of took me out It a takes you bit. out of it. Like, if you are, if you are invested in this being a historical drama piece um and they put in music that is far too modern it takes you out of it although to be fair there aren't gonna be be a night's tale (laughs) yeah although to be fair there aren't too many songs from that era that are gonna be full they're gonna be about ladies loving ladies sadly i think i think they could have played with music where it was about someone being in love with a lady. And even if it comes from a male voice, that, that doesn't change what the meaning of the song is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I completely get here's, that. Here's the most egregious blight this show has, just on filmmaking in general. And, and and I get why it was done. It's more practical. It's easier to shoot. Blah, blah, blah. But the fake ball throwing and ball hitting, the CGI ball hits... <laughs> Jesus Christ. If I had to see another motion blurred circle go from corner frame upright, curve in and into the center of the mitt, like I I just I couldn't do it anymore. I I will say the baseball action is actually quite nicely filmed. The, the, all the action is, but they didn't. They didn't. Throw yeah, the no, ball that for real. that that was gonna be my other only problem. Yeah, just sorry, being like, sorry. yeah, it kind of took me out of it. I just want to further highlight this amazing uh, ensemble because d- we also do explore uh, the racism side from the two Hispanic players on the team, which are uh, Priscilla Delgado as SD Gonzalez. And Roberta Colandrez as Lupe Garcia, the team's pitcher, who is taken under the wing of Nick Offerman. 
yeah, Dove, uh, whatever uh, his name Dove, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dove Porter. It's like Dove Cameron. No, that's somebody else entirely. Yes. <laughs> like the whole first couple episodes. I mean, the whole show mirrors kind of what the movie did in certain ways, and 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 it certainly does seem like that in the beginning when they get Dove Porter, but eventually dove just leaves because he gets a better coaching job with a man's team you know and carson ends up being the manager what by episode three or four right and they're losing and they suck and nobody likes them and you know they pull themselves out of a hole and they get to the championships and if you really sit down to analyze it you can probably guess how it's gonna go again if you've seen the movie right but that doesn't mean there's not a compelling story along the way. And again, it's completely different from what we got in 91. Is that when it came out? 92. 92. 92. Early 90s. Yeah. And it, it again, there's so many good things going on, like Kelly McCormick as Jess. But I really do want to highlight uh, Shantae Adams as well as Maxine because I really connected with her because like at one point I did want to be a baseball player. I did play a season of Little League in my past life. I will say it was I will say it was okay minus the two times I got hit by a pitching machine. Her arc and really just coming to grips and exploring herself. Yeah, it really does speak to me because, like, for a long time, I was trying to deny some part of myself, and I was just like, I really can't do that mm-hmm. And I, I think that's kind of great about the the story is that it's it's about that about them coming to kind of grips with who they are, aside from being w- women in America in the forties who play baseball there's more to them than just that and i think they play that off really well in this um i think that the the show just kind of suffers from from little bits and pieces like that like they said the music direction and the the cgi baseballs and whatever other than that it's really solid it's um it's well done. I I liked it. It was hard for me to get it watched just for a timing thing, but I got it. I got it all th- through all of it. Um, it's just sometimes it's hard when they drop all the episodes at once to cram them all, <laughs> to binge them all. But um, I love this. This was this was great. It was a fun watch. Um, really meaningful, strong women is is always a good watch in my in my my opinion i i have a love and a fondness for the original movie i went to go see it when i was a little girl and i never wanted to play baseball though (laughs) i could care less about baseball uh i just like seeing strong capable women on on the screen and uh this is a this is a good follow-up to that i think i'm gonna give this a 8.5 out of 10 bottles of coca-cola that fix everything cti baseball and uh music choices aside i adored this this look this was pretty much taking my favorite sport and making it gay so yes i'm gonna fucking love it uh i i truly do love this better than the original movie and yes primary that is primarily because of how queer it is because yeah, I I was just dumbfounded at how much that original movie was just like, nah, let let's just slightly imply it, and it 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 just uh, 
still doesn't quite set with me, even though I really do love the movie. Here, it's unabashedly unashamed about it, and I absolutely fucking love it. There's an incredible cast here. Abby Jacobs and Chantel, uh, Chante Adams help carry this series perfectly. Darcy Carton is my absolute standout, but everyone is incredible. And I really do hope we can actually get a second season because I would love to see more of how this plays out. And I will say uh, also great supporting cast throughout the series as well. Just incredible, incredible stuff. I adored it. It's one of my absolute favorite shows of this year so far. And I'm going to give it 9 out of 10. Baker candy bars. They'll make you healthy. Side note, they might not actually make you healthy. Yeah, just I just enjoyed the ride. You know, I love baseball. Um, I wish I would have watched more of it this season. But uh, if anybody lives in the Midwest like I do... Bally Sports sucks balls, and you can't watch shit off their streaming app, so... Oh, Can't watch my brewers. I think I heard over the weekend that there was a lot of blowback because <laughs> yeah, it had there were, queer people yeah, in it. There yeah. Were rev- yeah, people were review-bombing it because, gasp, gay people existed yeah. then. And in sports. <sighs> yeah. <gasps> Please feel free to eat my lady dick. <laughs> Whoever did that. Yeah. I, I'll say that, you know, every everybody gets like a decent ending. There's still some things left in the air because hopefully it gets a second season. I really hope it gets a second season because I will watch it. I'll be there day one. Um, but Shirley Cohen, uh, Kate, uh, played by Kate Berlin, um, she's a quirky character. Like she's super observant and she's one of those like obsessive compulsive types and you know, we learn about her later that, you know, and we've all probably had a friend like this where, you know, they were pretty sheltered growing up and are told specific things and will hold those beliefs because that's what they've been told, even when, you know, proof is like thrown in their face. Um, you know, at, at a certain point, she becomes a threat because she finds out that uh, certain people are gay and, you know, she's believed the hype that, oh, it, it, you know, if I am in contact with a gay person, I will be gay or whatever um eventually she turns around not everybody's gonna have that same reaction you're still gonna have your bigots you're still gonna have your queer bashers and fucking assholes but there are people out there that just don't know and it's always nice to kind of like keep that in mind not to and i'm not trying to say jordan that if somebody fucks with you don't fuck with them back just some people need like a leading hand rather than a fist and i i i like to have that mantra in my life like i've had I'm going on a tangent now but like I've, I've had instances where i've been at a wedding and family members have been around and they're like oh there's two gay guys that showed up and they're you know dressed like well why are they doing that why are they dressed like that and it's like you know it's not about why they're doing it now it's the fact that they couldn't do anything for so long right and this person i was talking to was a family member they're like oh okay i guess that makes sense and from that point on she understood so my finer point, I guess, is if it's safe, try to lead people to your side rather than just yell and argue and scream at them that they're being a racist bigot or sexist or fucking homophobic. Like, there there are some people you can catch with honey. 
whatever metaphor I'm gonna fucking use. Anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Jordan on this one. Nine out of ten because it was really good. Uh, nine out of ten. There's no crying in baseball. Yep. <laughs> there is not. not. I see. Now I actually did like the uh, and you know, putting in of that line. I will say, Kate Berlant. Her character did make sense when you remember she is a surrealist and absurdist improv comic. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. I do I do want to shout out Molly Ephraim as Maybelline Fox because yes, people have people I know have seen my tits. Why? Because they're fucking amazing. Her, her character was her character was great only because like everybody thought she was dumb. Yeah, you know, and she was so blonde. smart. But yeah, by the end of it, she's like she knows all the ins and outs. She knows, yeah. you know, these people are gay, and you know, nobody knew she had a kid. Like, she yeah, or had children. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> 